Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Today's question is, why doesn't my partner accept our differences? I love your sad faces. It's every time. It's every time. Um, Well, we are talking about the hard hard stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a lot of empathy. That's what it is. <laughs> Sometimes too much. I'm boundaryless. You guys know that. <laughs> That's my work. Bound, bound, um, differences are hard. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. annoying. That word just crossed my mind. Like, oh, and, and annoying. annoying. Well, Why and are they, you like me? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, right? Yeah, right. Because if only you were like me. Well, one of my people said earlier today, like, God, if about their partner, like if, if you were like me, the, this world would be pretty darn boring. You people <laughs> say that, but I kind of disagree. Like, I think it'd be wonderful if Gabe was more like me. <laughs> I know everyone says it would be boring. I get it, but I don't think it would be that boring. No, but I, I think there's, there's truth to both sides there is. of it, there's right? The spice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the spice. And, and like, God, if, if my partner were really like me, there are things that wouldn't happen that yes. do happen in our relationship, right? Like there are yeah. adventures we wouldn't have. There yeah. are mm-hmm. part, there are things I wouldn't need to confront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting way to, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like, is too much comfort in that kind of way? Like, is it, what is it? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a ton of comfort and not as much growth. And mm-hmm. you know what? Differences are hard because it means, you know, I might not get what I want in this moment, or it means that I have to accept that somebody like some of it's, I, I love the question. I want to answer the question like so directly. So why does my partner not accept our differences or have trouble accepting our differences? Because they don't want to move to the grief of not really being deeply, fully understood. 
Hmm. That grief. You haven't brought in I brought grief. grief again. I know, I know. You, you haven't you, for a while, though. You haven't. It was like all over episode season one, and now <laughs> here okay, we are. We're, we're bringing back it back, grief. grief. Look, there's something. Think about it as when you're kids, right? When you're a kid, when you're a little kid, like what would piss my daughter off more than just about anything in the world is if I didn't really deeply get her reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still mm-hmm. does. I mean, in my body, it's very upsetting <laughs> that, that really like the truth, I'm going to say this like existential truth. It feels, I don't know if it's like big T true. It's my big T true. Uh, no one is ever going to fully get me. Yeah. No one is ever going to really share my reality. And that is lonely sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes in order to not have to face the loneliness full on, I'm going to become reactive to our differences. So I don't have to accept that we are different enough for us not to really like merge. And so what do we do is we imagine that when you're different from me, that's dangerous to me in some way. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about people I work with. Mm-hmm. And how store their stories can end up on both sides of both sides of this. Like if if I if I don't deal with the grief of it, then I'm it's easier for me to be on the other side of that, right? Like like you're mm-hmm. describing. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other one, which is like it's so much easier for me to focus on, well, maybe it's the same thing, but it's so much easier for me to focus. On, on how hard it is and how much we don't have in common. Because then I can justify the fact that this isn't working and I just need to move apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than yeah. rumble through the friction moment or really tolerate that there are differences and trying to find a way to connect in safety through that without having to change you. I can have connection with you even if you're different than me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But rather than doing the rumble and the friction and trying to figure that out, sometimes it's easier to tell myself a story of we're just too different. Yeah. I might as well give up. So it's like a message of shutdown then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. So it could go either way. Yeah. So it could so, be a so grief it, avoidance it, move or mm-hmm. it could be a friction avoidance move. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 I'm with you 100%. I love it. And I hear that a lot in my sessions too, Rebecca, more from my individuals actually, um, I get it I don't from mean, both. Yeah. And I don't mean to sound harsh, but the individuals, it typically in my office is being used as an easy out. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just too different. We're and just too different. I will mm-hmm. say, honestly, Gabe and I are so different that I always am like, you know, no, my husband and I are totally we're different. So different. We're super, super, super different. You can clearly make it work anyway. <laughs> you you win i think in the longevity of marriage category we're only 15 years in so are we we? (laughs) what we are all the same we just celebrated 15 years i love it that's awesome i didn't know that about us right i I feel like 
I'm not totally surprised. So I think I knew it was at least one of you with me. I didn't know it was both of you, and I don't know which one I knew it was. So 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 here we are in in these marriages with people who are really different than us and trying to figure out ways of connecting through the differences. And there are ways, but you have to feel safe with the fact that there's differences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because doesn't the brain interpret differences, Jules, as unsafe? Well, yes and no. Yes and no. I'm not going to universally say yes to that. That's way more nuanced than that. Good to know. So some people have more of a seeking response when it comes to difference. And some people have more of a wariness response when it comes to difference. And that's actually a DNA thing. So surprise, new. Some people have a little bit of a wariness take on it where they might move back as an initial moment. That could be psychologically, that could be physically. And other people actually, when they see surprise, when they see something new, actually lean in. That is so cool. And we're born that way. And yeah, so, well, entirely born that way. I'm not going to go there because what are we but this conglomeration of nature and nurture? And I don't even know why we're trying to have an argument about which one did what. Um, It's so spaghetti. There's no way to determine. But it is. It's in your DNA. So if you have a dopaminergic system, which is just a fancy neuroscience-y word for, I like to move towards stuff, right? It's your seeking system. So if I have a dopaminergic system, that's a little bit more... Um, if it flows bigger, right, I'm going to actually have a, a seeking interest, curiosity response to new different. I can't help. My brain is like doing these little things right now and I can't show you them. So I want to tell you about them, but I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering if, um, okay. Epigenetics, trans transgenerational transmission of trauma. And like, it's in our DNA, but mm-hmm. That's about all I could spit out right now. But like there, there's, yeah. Right. Concepts are there. They're flowing. So yep. no, yes. So some of the epigenetic studies on post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. for example, are showing that up to three generations beyond an initial trauma, yeah. somebody might have genetic coding to be more wary. Right. Right. So like that I'm would, thinking but, of the mice studies. Yeah. That has to do with a different pathway. Right. So the the dopaminergic pathway, which is about seeking, is completely different than the one that's high on wariness. So you could have high seeking and high wariness in one brain. They're two different things. And yet the science is is still so new. Like we're still still learning. So the pathways in your brain, and it's not just one pathway, but it's a lot of different stuff that might make you a little bit more leaning towards wariness, a little bit towards a reserve. It's a completely separate system than the one that would be about moving towards. And so you can actually have both of them at the same time. Some of that's DNA, but it's, it's not either either or you could have high seeking, low wariness, which would make you more of a daredevil, or you could have high wariness, low seeking, which would probably make you more introverted or shy, or you could have middle of both or anywhere in between high of both, low of both. Yeah. So it's very complicated. And don't forget, you also lived all of these experiences. So yeah. what if you have yeah. a high seeking system, but that got you into physical danger a lot? You may have tried to thwart your own system. So let's not get into the weeds here and think that it's just right. like it's this or it's that. Yeah. BS, okay. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not that simple. But I do think that when it comes to differences, uh, when we're saying, oh, don't we have a, don't we have a, 
a threat response to differences? Well, maybe you do. Yeah. And I wonder if you could do a U-turn and be curious about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you have an automatic? I, I just worry about what that means. Right here for a minute. Because mm-hmm. do the U-turn, be curious about what your story is. And that same curiosity is, I think, the stuff that gets us out of the weeds here altogether as a couple. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Because what's going to get us in trouble is being right. Right. Yes, so needing yeah. to be right. My my yes. difference from you means I'm more right than you are about this thing. That's <laughs> going to get you into trouble with your partner every single day. Just stop it. Yeah. But what do we do instead? Right. So so what do we do instead? Right. We we turn towards that space in between us. Like, can we bring some version of curiosity, like a compassionate curiosity, as Terry would say? about our partner's subjective experience. Like what is happening for them right now? Mm -hmm. What's their story? If I can start to lean in and understand their story, Mm -hmm. that might bring us the relief of connection. That might, it doesn't mean that my story's wrong, Mm. right? It, It just means that now I'm starting to understand and know Right. We're back to that existential piece there, Jules. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to know my partner a little bit better. A tiny bit. Yeah. Right. And we right. have to have good boundaries to do this because if mm-hmm. we don't have a way to hold that your experience mm-hmm. is doesn't devalue in, mine, it doesn't devalue mine. It's very interesting to me because I care about you. If we can't hold that psychologically in the moment. Yep. Right. We're going to move into threat potentially. Yeah. And then I can't do connection and threat at the same time. Right. It just doesn't work. And I do think that sometimes pride is what gets in the way. We dig in. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it your way. Mm-hmm. Gabe and I were in a fight once. I don't remember the details. And in a, in a snarky way, my brain went to like, I wonder what's going on for him right now. And I kid you guys not. Right when that question crossed my mind, everything shifted for me. And I literally went to, huh going on for him right now. <laughs> this is brilliant. So really, this is an exercise in empathy to yes. be really clear about it. Yeah. So if you get into a space where either you're getting feedback that you're not tolerant of differences in your partner, because they may be right about that, or you're curious about your own stuff, or you end up with a partner who maybe is having trouble with differences. The answer really is to be curious about what's happening in the other guy. Mm-hmm. And be really interested in understanding the felt sense, the reality, and just believing them. Yeah. Not believing them about like everything that they're saying is factually accurate, but everything they're saying is what they are really experiencing. Because mm-hmm. the alternative, that way. yeah, the alternative to being curious is staying stuck, right? Mm-hmm. The alternative to being curious is mm-hmm. living inside of the energy that comes with, with being in that discord. And mm-hmm. I like to think of that like we're inside of like a biosphere. We're inside of, a, of an ecosystem. And there's an air in here. And we're all, everyone who's in this relationship, like if it's me and my husband and we have two kids and maybe there's some in-laws, like all of us who are part of this relationship who are breathing this air, mm-hmm. right? And do you want that air to be stuck air or not? Right. Like, do mm-hmm. I'm, I'm polluting mm-hmm. it 
with when I'm bringing in just like the contempt and the judgment and the why can't you and you don't mm-hmm. see it the way I see, right? Like that's all pollution. And now mm-hmm. I'm breathing that air in. We mm-hmm. all are. We all are. So it's not just are. when we're cleaning this up, it's not just about cleaning it up on behalf of you. Right, it's about no. cleaning it up on behalf of us so that we can get to the relief of connection. Yeah. So that right. even, even if I don't experience the world like you, there is a moment where me getting how you do is a shared reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because now I understand that's you. the connection moment. Yeah. Even, even if you don't agree with me that I feel understood by you, it's Damn. just like, <sighs> yeah, I like to use the word relief. I mean, that's yeah. what that is, is that sigh of relief and mm-hmm. we don't have to fight right now. Right. Yeah. And it's it moves that us moment out of this repair. Right. Yeah. It's that moment of, oh, okay, you see me. You see me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't need to fight so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to fight to be seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And if you are somebody who comes in and co- tries to get your partner to see your reality, it may be that that's what's going on, that you're not feeling seen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it can help sometimes to name that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what would help me so much? I get it. I'm not feeling seen. What would help me feel seen right now is listening to me and telling me if it makes a little bit of sense how I'm experiencing the world. Could you do that for me? It could be something that simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your whole tone changed. Your whole demeanor changed as you said that. Yeah. And I find that I do that too. Like even when I'm talking to my clients, when I drop into a different layer or level of it, mm-hmm. my whole demeanor shifts with it. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's an element in here with with not with a, with learning to accept differences that also leads in. I'm just thinking of this right now. That also leads into making direct requests. Mm-hmm. Like my partner and I have different ways of working through things. Sometimes really different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways for me to feel seen is for me to tell him what I need. Like mm-hmm. I'm in my head right now in a particular way. And what I could really use is if you could hold me or right. Right. Like there's, there's something that I can directly ask for. And then it's easy for him. Like I've taken totally. all the guesswork out of it and totally. we are different. And he wouldn't put two and two together because in his mind, that isn't the same math as it is in mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not I, asking him to read your mind. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it's like you're helping him to help you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, think, yeah, let's leave it. Let's leave it right there. All right. Take care of each other the best you can, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode.
We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you. 